Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour of the program here on Tuesday morning, the day after Christmas. And what does the day after Christmas mean to you? What do you, is it, is it a relaxing day? Is it a back to work day? Is it a day to continue spending time with the family and maybe seeing some folks you didn't get to see for the holiday itself? Is it boxing day for you? Maybe you're Canadian, eh? Like what, what does today mean to you? And I think for a lot of people today is national go play in your room with all your new Christmas toys day. In some cases, it's also national mom, I broke it already day. But there was always that great feeling of when I was a kid waking up on December 26th and knowing you've got all these new cool toys to play with. I was always uh, an early riser on Christmas anyway. There were five kids in my family growing up, so I knew we were going to have to get up early anyway. So I wasn't even going to be able to sleep in if I wanted to. As I got older, I would have, you know, wanted to sleep in, but I woke up because the other siblings were younger. So, you know, I'm like 14, 15. I'm like, man, I don't need to get up now. But then they would be like, seven, eight, they want to get up. And my mom would say, all right, you've, you've got to get up. Come on. The, the kids want to open up their, t- okay, but I can open my stuff later. No, no, you got to get up. So I've always been kind of an early riser. And then when I was an adult and I had my own child, he would get up super early and he would wake up and be like, mom, dad, it's Christmas. And we'd look at the alarm clock. We'd be like, no, it's not. It's 5 a.m. <laughs> Go back to bed. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wake you up in another hour. But for a lot of folks, you know, the, a lot of kids, I should say, you know, the excitement is just too much. Got to wake up and play with all those new toys. And I tried to avoid it, but the year that I got the Nintendo... I, I was like, I'm not going to be that kid. I'm not going to be that kid that wakes up at three in the morning and starts playing Nintendo. I'm not going to be that kid. My mom and dad will take it away. And I was that kid. Everybody came down like six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. I'm already in the living room, all red eyed, 
playing Super Mario Brothers saying, I, I, I just got to make it over this jump. I just got to make it over this jump. And then the year that I got my, my Game Boy, that was another, that was worse because I could stay in my room and not wake everybody up. Game Boy used to come with that little earpiece that you could put in your ear. Kind of like the ones that used to come with the transistor radio, only it didn't stick in your ear like the thing the doctor uses to see if you have an ear infection. And so I could just stay in my bed, hiding under the covers, playing Tetris. Super Mario Land. Nobody would know. But a lot of kids, I'm sure, got up super early and are probably just crashing now. Because they got up way too early, played with their toys, and now they're out of juice. They're out of steam. Hopefully you've got the day off, but if you don't, it looks like the fog is starting to lift. Uh, it's still pretty foggy out there, but it's a lot. The, the visibility is a lot better than it was an hour ago. The fog warning stays in place until 10 a.m., but at least now it's a little bit clearer, at least out, out the window here of the WBSM studio. I can actually see Stop and Shop, unlike before. I can actually make out most of the things around me, unlike before. And there's still the potential for black ice, although I think we're, we're warm enough right now that you don't have to worry too much about it. And we're going to have warm weather all week with a rainstorm coming in later on this week. And then by the time we get to the weekend, it's going to dip down a little bit. Let me see. I'm no Ceci Del Carmen here. I am not a meteorologist, but let me see if I can give you what Ceci is saying about the upcoming holiday weekend weather. So uh, according to this on, well, we're going to have the rainstorm coming in Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, look for rain, but high around 50 degrees. It's going to drop to 46 on Friday. It's a 40% chance of PM rain on Wednesday, a 80% chance of rain all day Thursday, and a 50% chance of rain on Friday. On Saturday, we're going to be 40 degrees, mostly sunny, partly cloudy, I guess you could say. Sunday, it'll be mostly sunny, but it'll be 43 degrees during the day. And then on New Year's Day, 41 degrees and mostly sunny. But you're looking at probably a chilly night on New Year's Eve, but not a freezing cold night. So if you want to get out there and see the LED drone show that'll be happening in New Bedford... The weather should be pretty nice for that. Now, I don't know how far you'll be able to see it, but I put out the story when the, the city made the announcement saying, you know, they're, they're not going to have fireworks this year. They're going to have the LED drone show instead and that you'll need to be closer to Union Street to see that. They did send out a correction to me or, or a note to me to say, you know, you will be able to see it from other areas. It's just not going to be as widespread as it would have been if it was fireworks. They're not going to be that high in the sky. But from my understanding, you don't have to be right down there to see it. They're going to be high enough that you can see it from, from other parts of the city. I don't know if you can you know, sit across it at Fort Phoenix and watch it like you could fireworks. But you'll be able to see it from more than just that immediate area. And it's, it's, a, it's a learning process. 
It's the first time they've done it. So you'll go down there and you'll say, okay, well, next year I can be a little bit further back. Next time I know I could be over here and see it. Um, and, of course, it will all be weather dependent as well. It seems like we're going to have a pretty good night. So they should have a, a high ceiling of clouds and not have to stay too, too low. But also drones can only go so high, too. But I'm excited to see what they come up with. I'm excited to see what the designs are that are going to be very New Bedford-centric. And really, this is something that will be buzzworthy. We'll be talking about, the well, not the next day because we'll be off. But I'm sure next Tuesday, people will be calling in to talk about how cool it was. And... This is the future. Not that you still can't have fireworks and, and, and maybe for some events there's a mixture of both. But if if you're a traditionalist and you want to see traditional fireworks, well, there's going to be traditional fireworks happening at other places. In fact, you'll probably still be able to go down to the New Bedford waterfront, look up in the sky and see them somewhere. We used to have uh, the, well, at the overpass on Glen Charlie Road, on 4th of July, you could sit there and you could see the Onset Fireworks, Marion Fireworks, even the Plymouth Fireworks. So people would all go down there and set up their lawn chairs on the bridge. And then the police started coming and saying you can't stay on the bridge because people were parking their cars on the side of the bridge and everything. But it was, it was a great spot to be able to see it in all directions. Those Plymouth fireworks, too, by the way, if you've never been to the Plymouth 4th of July fireworks, they draw a huge crowd. I got out of Boston sometimes easier than I got out of Plymouth. Then I learned all the tricks, and I figured out how to get out of there a lot faster. But if you are a fireworks traditionalist, there will still be plenty of them around. And we will have them for you uh, at WBSM.com during the course of the week. We'll, we'll put together a little list. But the important thing is, in New Bedford, the laser drone show, the LED, I should say, sorry, LED drone show will start at 8.30. And as I'm talking about it, my phone must have been listening because it sent me a YouTube Notification, a thousand drone Christmas show above America's tallest Christmas tree. And this is from Sky Elements Drone Shows, the same company that will be putting on the New Year's Eve show here in New Bedford. And I'm looking right here at the at a photo that they use for the thumbnail of the tallest Christmas tree. And then above that is an LED drone three-dimensional creation of the earth with Santa Claus and his sleigh flying around it. That's pretty cool. And that's just a still shot. I'm not even looking at the video. So I think you are in for a treat on New Year's Eve. Plus all the other great festivities that they'll have, which we have the story up at WBSM.com and on the app. And we'll reshare it again during the course of the week so that you'll be able to get all that information. But it looks like it's going to be a nice New Year's Eve. We had great weather for Christmas. I know a lot of folks were kind of upset. I saw some social media posts that says, oh, great. Another 50-degree Christmas day. 
But I'm looking at that and I'm saying, oh, great. I thought the weather yesterday was awesome. I love when we have a warm Thanksgiving, when we have a warm Christmas. I don't need snow. We got an app chat message from DSY in New Bedford. By the way, it was nice uh, seeing you the other day when you uh, drove by. Uh, he says, we're talking about the 50th anniversary of The Exorcist today. He says, I know Linda Blair is still alive. How about the priests and Linda's mother? Well, I can tell you that um, if you, I, I'm going to try not to ruin the movie. But if you have not seen Exorcist Believer, it plays into the... Legacy of the O'Neill family. So in the movie, Chris McNeil is one of the characters in the film. I'm not ruining anything for you because she was in all the previews, but she is in the film. And she is played by Ellen Burstyn. She's still alive. And um, Ellen Burstyn figures into this new trilogy that they're coming up with. So she's still around. Uh, Max von Sydow, who played Father Merrin, he passed away in 2020. So obviously, you know, he's out for any sequels, but he, he was around for, for quite a bit and he was still acting up until the end. Uh, great actor who has left a huge filmography. Jason Miller who played Father Karras in the movie, he passed away in 2001. So, and now you, you may not be aware of this, but his son is actor Jason Patrick. And he also has another son who's an actor, Joshua John Miller. You may not be as familiar with him, but Jason Patrick, of course, has been in all kinds of things, including The Lost Boys, Sleepers, Rush. He was uh, in Speed 2. He was the star of that movie, replacing Keanu Reeves. Sleepers, by the way, is an underrated movie. What a great movie. Uh, but so he's passed away. He died of a heart attack in 2001. So you've got out of those three characters, only Ellen Burstyn is still with us, but still factoring into that exercise Exorcist, Exorcist film franchise. And uh, speaking of underrated movies, it's leaving Netflix at the end of this week. So if you haven't watched it, I recommend it. But I was rewatching the 1997 movie Copland with Sylvester Stallone, Robert De Niro, Harvey Keitel. What a what a cast in that film! And it was it was a good movie. But I was going into Netflix and I saw that it was leaving soon. I was like, oh, I haven't watched that in forever. I'm going to watch it again. I saw it in the theater. And I think I saw it twice in the theater. Very good film. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Let me take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Nothing so loud. Not kind, and 
Sprocket. So uh, there, there's a little 90s dose for you. 508-996-0500. So it is the day after Christmas. Some of you are probably ready to get rid of your Christmas tree already. Some of you want to keep it up as long as you can. I know folks that keep it up well into January. My mom used to always keep the tree up until my birthday, January 4th. And sometimes even longer, especially when it was a fake tree. But she wants to get as much time with that tree as she can. Other people, they can't wait to get rid of it. It all depends on your personal preference. But I can tell you this much. You've probably got a bunch of waste that you've got to throw out now. Because as uh, pointed out recently by Marissa Perez Dormitzer, the Waste Reduction Manager for the Greater New Bedford Regional Refuse Management District. During the holiday season, we produce about 25% more waste than usual. So you're probably thinking, well, I'm going to throw some of this out there for the recycling. I'm going to throw some of this out there in the trash. And you might not know exactly what you can put out and what you can't put out. Obviously, cardboard boxes, you can recycle those. You just have to empty them, flatten them out, and place them in the recycling cart. If they're too large, then you can bring them to the recycling center on Shaman Avenue. But we're talking about boxes from Amazon and other online shopping places, gift boxes, even empty pizza boxes. It's okay if they have the grease on them, but it's they shouldn't have any food left in them. And of course, empty bottles, cans, jugs, paper, catalogs, those can all be placed in the recycling cart as well. You know what is not recyclable, though, is wrapping paper. And a lot of people forget this. Some folks actually will use newspaper to wrap gifts for people because it is recyclable. But wrapping paper itself is not recyclable. So you're going to have to put that in the trash. Styrofoam blocks and string lights, those can all be dropped off at the recycling center. But you don't put those in the carts. Um, and also, the, the big question, of course, is Christmas trees. Capital Waste Services will pick up real Christmas trees from January 8th to January 12th. During this week only, residents may place trees at the curb by 7 a.m. the weekday after trash and recycling collection. So if you are collected on Friday, Christmas trees will only be collected on Monday. Or if your trash is on Monday, then they'll pick it up on Tuesday, etc. That's the only week for curbside pickup of real Christmas trees. And, of course, you're going to take off the ornaments, the tinsel, the garland, everything else. You just leave the tree out there. Don't put them in a bag, nothing. Just leave the tree out there. Any other time you put a tree out there, the property owner may get a violation notice. Now, if you want to get rid of your tree today or before January 8th, you don't want to wait that long, you can drop it off at a couple of different places. You can drop it off at East Rodney French Boulevard in the beach parking lot between Hudson Street and Seymour Street. 
That's going on now, and that will end January 12th. Brooklawn Park near the Pony League field. You want to enter in at Irvington Street. That ends January 12th, but you can drop it off today. And also the Recycling Center on Shaman Avenue. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, noon to 5, and Saturday, 7.30 to 3. So there's a, a few opportunities there to get rid of it if you want to get rid of it today. All right, and I can share those with you again, but we have those up at WBSM.com if you need more information. Right now, speaking of information, it's time to go into the newsroom and get all the big headlines of the day from Adam Bass. Former President Donald Trump is making repealing and replacing Obamacare a central part of his 2024 campaign. In a, true, in a true social post on Saturday, Trump said that Obamacare was too expensive, adding that he'll, he will come up with a, quote, much better, less expensive alternative. Trump has said he has tried to repeal the Obamacare Act and has and said he would have done so if, quote, John McCain hadn't voted against it in 2017. There's no downtime in the effort to redraw Wisconsin's political maps. The state Supreme Court on Friday tossed out the old maps and ordered new ones drawn. Today, experts will start talking to Republicans, Democrats, and advocates about what information they need to create the new maps. The legislature is supposed to have new maps for the state senators and representatives drawn by January 12th. These are not federal House of Representatives maps. The liberal majority Supreme Court said Wisconsin's old maps favor Republicans too much and found pieces of those maps unacceptable in a form of gerrymandering. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign is reacting to what it calls a, quote, media hit job. The New York Times reported yesterday that one of his closest advisors has privately told people that things are running so bad their new job is now to, in his words, make the patient comfortable. Polls show DeSantis has been unable to shrink Donald Trump's lead, and Nikki Haley is giving him a running for second place in places such as New Hampshire. The man, the paper says, made the comment denies it. A campaign spokesperson accused the Times of making a, quote, hit piece based on unnamed sources with agendas. The spokesman also tells the Times DeSantis has, un has been underestimated in every race he's been ever run against and always proved the doubters wrong. The opening bell rings this morning as Wall Street kicks off what will be an abbreviated trading week following the Christmas holiday after a mostly positive week wrapped up on Friday. Coming up today, the brings the word on consumer confidence along with the S&P Case-Shiller Home Price Index. And it wasn't a very jolly year for the Christmas box office. That big fish that theaters hit over the holidays weekend was Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom although it only brought in a disappointing $40 million over the four-day period. The animated film Migration made $17 million, while the rom-com rom Anyone But You brought in $8 million. In sports, the Boston Bruins will be flying to Buffalo for a game against the Sabres. Puck drops tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We do have a dense fog advisory limiting the visibility considerably, triggering hazardous driving conditions out there. Give yourself extra time. And if you are planning to head around the road, be sure to leave enough room ahead of you 
uh, ahead of the car um, in front of you. The temperatures for this afternoon and the low 50s. Fog should be burning off cloudy and 40 tonight and rain moves in tomorrow afternoon. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast with Sassi del Carmen. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Sassi del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Currently, it's 37 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Crows fan, but man, I love that song. That song always puts me in a good mood. Hanging around. And that's what I think a lot of people are doing today. They're hanging around. Many folks don't have to work today. There's no school today. They're just hanging around. Uh, and we were talking about gift cards. So if you're planning on getting out there and spending some of your gift cards that you got or your Christmas cash or just going out there and hitting up some after Christmas sales, well, huh, maybe I'll see you out there. Because there's a few things I was looking at when I was shopping around uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to come back on Tuesday and if that's on sale, then I'll buy it. I, I don't know. It seemed like this year there was a lot of um, a lot of stuff out there in the stores that I had never really seen before. It's like they brought out a bunch of stuff just for the holidays. You know how people get all uh, excited for what they call the good ice when you go out to a restaurant or something, you know, the, the good ice is the rounded ice cubes. People go crazy for that. And a couple of years ago, the big fad was people were buying ice machines for their house that make that ice. And they were like 600 bucks. But people were still buying them and giving them as gifts because people go that nuts for that ice. Well, I noticed that they have tabletop ones now that are... Well, I'm sure those ones were tabletop too, but they had tabletop ones out in the stores for like $125. I'm like, well, that's a big drop for what people were paying $500 for, $600 for. But also, it's a lot of money to spend for something that my freezer already does for me. If you want circular ice cubes, just go buy a circular ice cube tray. I don't use ice enough 
to to warrant buying that. I don't have enough counter space to warrant buying that, but for some people, I'm sure it was a a great beloved Christmas gift. You know what I have? I have uh, these rocks that you put in the freezer, and then you can put those in your drink. Those are those are pretty good, and I don't have to remember to fill up the tray. They're always in there. They're always cold. They're always ready to go. So uh, 508-996-0500, that's the number to call in. If you want to chime in via app chat, you can do that as well. We've been getting some app chat messages throughout the course of the morning. And again, it is still foggy out there. It's not as bad as it was. Uh, I don't think that the black ice is as much of a problem as it was this morning because it's starting to warm up out there. But if you do have to go somewhere, uh, just give yourself a little bit of extra time as a lot of the fog still hasn't burned off. We have about another hour or so of the fog warning, and then it'll start to lift off. But it was it was rough this morning. And I was surprised that we had, you know, fog that thick. Uh, you know, I saw all the reports that said, oh, they expect some morning fog, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Hey, did you go see the Iron Claw? I did. What was your thought? I I liked it. I'm I'm still a little bit upset that they didn't include include uh, Chris Von Erich in the movie. That I you know I know they they said that that's too much story to pack into the time that they had. But I would have I would have rather have had the movie be a half an hour longer and have the full story. But other than that, I thought it was very well done. They took a few liberties with some things, but it's not going to matter that much to people who aren't wrestling fans. And uh, overall, it's a very it's a heartbreaking movie, but certainly a very well acted one. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Bond Eric's, uh is it, just tragic in itself because of their uh, legacy in, uh, for wrestling and uh, talking about a generation family. I think if you ask anybody who is a wrestling fan, if you think about the the Von Eriks, the, the chain of, uh, of the family members there as far as stars, you can ask anybody like a Ric Flair or... Uh, Dusty Rhodes or anybody who was, anyway, they always referred to the Von Erics, you know? Yeah, and it, and it also showed, though, to some degree how, you know, those stars were made because their father ran the company. So that really kind of helped in, in some ways. But it also showed, like, the way the politics went, too, where they're part of the NWA, and that means that, you know, you have to do with what the NWA says. And, you know, Fritz is having problems with the NWA and not liking some of the decisions they make. So it, it gives you some of the politics of, of how that all works so that people don't have to walk away from it thinking, oh, well, of course they were stars. Their father made them stars. You can kind of see where some of the... um some of the bigger picture stuff came into play. Okay, good. I was, I was wondering, could I, now I'm going to go see it. I was wondering, I know I talked to you before that, you were going to go see it. Now, was it crowded? Was there a lot of people watching it? No, when I went, I went to the uh, 7 o'clock show on Friday, and the theater was mostly full, but it wasn't 100% full. I actually, it's funny, I walked into the theater, and I had reserved my seat in the back row against the wall, and sitting right next to me was uh, was Roger from uh, from Purchase Street Records. And, you know, a huge wrestling fan. I was like, oh, if all the rows to pick to sit in. But it was good sitting, you know, with real wrestling fans who, who can appreciate this movie. But you don't have to be a wrestling fan to, to see it. I mean, it, it, it kind of gives you what you need to know about wrestling to be able to understand the story. 
Okay, great. I'll be looking to see that. Maybe I'll be, report back to what I thought, too, because I think it's uh, uh, the Martin Eric's were a big part of wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. They do take a little liberties with some of the, the timeline of things. Um, oh, yeah. So like, you know, they, they have some things happening way sooner than they actually happen in real life, but that's, you, you know, you understand that they've only got two hours to tell the story, so they can't, you know, necessarily have, you know, years of time pass in between scenes. So they, um, they, they kind of covered all the important points except for, you know, leaving an entire Von Eric brother out of the movie, which I, I still think is egregious, but I, I, I guess I understand why they had to do it. Well, the thing is, I mean, they they they, they must have went through the whole uh, issue as far as like uh, uh, addiction and maybe uh, why um, the suicidal situations as far as that goes, right? In the movie. Yes, they do. They do get into that. Um, they do get into you know they talk about the curse, but they don't really get into why that oh, there really? there was a curse. I mean, I think that they they might have referenced briefly. The fact that Von Erich was the uh, was Fritz's mother's maiden name, but it 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 doesn't get into the idea, the the rumor, the theory that when Fritz Von Erich took that name and started portraying a Nazi sympathizer character, that um, there was somebody in the crowd that came up to him who was a, a Holocaust survivor, and basically said, you know, you shouldn't be doing this gimmick. It's it's the 1950s. It's still too fresh. And and Fritz was like, kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. the rumor is that this guy placed a curse on, on the Von Erich family and said, you know, I, I, he said something along the lines of, I hope what happened to my family doesn't befall you and your sons. And so oh, then God. that might have been the, the origin of the Von Erich curse. Holy cow. I didn't know about I mean, I heard about it, but it never where it generated from as far as that goes. But that's just one story. I mean, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. David Shoemaker, who writes a lot about wrestling and wrote a book about the Von Erichs, that's, that's the theory he puts forth. Oh, so he backs it up? Okay. Uh, well, nobody knows if it ever really happened, but that's just oh. the story that a lot of people have shared and, and said is might, might be the source of it. Oh, okay. All right, sounds good. So, so. It looks like you had a good Christmas and um, a lot of fog out there. Yeah, absolutely. Try to try to stay in if you can. But if you're going to go see the movie, you know, uh, let let me know what you think when after you see it. I'll bring my wife to it and see. <laughs> hey, let's go see a movie. And I'll tell her what's it about once we get there. Yeah, right, right. Tell her, tell tell her you're going to see Wonka and then surprise her with the Iron Claw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Take Have it easy. Sandwich. You as well. All right. Bye-bye. And uh, so yeah, that's. It's it's a great movie. It's a very well done movie. You don't have to like wrestling to to see it, uh, but you do have to be prepared for a lot of depressing stuff to happen because the Von Erich family. I mean, and it's not spoiling the movie to tell you because it's kind of uh, it's, it's well known information about the Von Erich family. There were there were actually five brothers in the movie. There's four because they cut one brother out of the story, but there were five brothers. And four of them are now all dead. There's only one surviving Von Erich brother. And it's kind of told through his perspective. And it, the movie isn't about wrestling as much as it is about, you know, fathers, uh, what they expect of their sons, sons not wanting to disappoint the fathers, and how a father wanting his sons to do more than he ever did can be both a blessing and, you know, for lack of a better term, a curse. 
and the idea that the Von Erich family themselves were actually supposedly cursed. So check it out. It's a good film. And if you, if you don't want to see it in the theater, certainly catch it when it comes out on streaming. I got a feeling it'll be one of those movies where uh, it won't be long before you can actually stream it and, uh, and watch it from home. So it's called The Iron Claw because that was the move that Fritz von Erich made famous and that some of his sons continued on with. All right, going to take a break here. We'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> Doing good now. Things just got worse. I'm drunk again. I swear this crescent is just a curse. I got here. I killed off all my friends. I think I figured out my life. When fun ends, I got my wings I'm free to go as I please Yeah, I got my wings, now nothing really All right, welcome back in A little, uh, little dog's eye view That's a song you probably forgot about 508-996-0500, the final 10 minutes of the program here before we'll give way to South Coast Now and Chris McCarthy. And uh, again, I was warning people about some of these gift card scams that were going on uh, during the holidays. And if you got a gift card, I would recommend taking, you know, don't wait until you're ready to go to the store and, and, and buy something with it. If you got a gift card, they all have on the back of them a website where you can go to log in to see what the value is on the card. And they also have a phone number that you can call to find out what the value is on the card. And I'm not saying call and see what it is because you're, you know, your grandmother lied to you. She told you it was $100 and it's only a $50 card. No, no. I'm telling you to check it because people are doing what's called card draining where they wrote down the serial, uh, the, uh, the credit card numbers on those gift cards. They wrote down the PIN number and then they walked out of the store with that information written down. And what crime did they commit? What, what, what did they do that's illegal? There's really nothing that they could have done to stop them if they were doing that. If they were looking at gift cards and writing down the number, unfortunately, there's, there's nothing that you can, it's not shoplifting. So they walked out of the store with those numbers. What they did is they waited then for you or your grandmother or whoever to go into the store and buy the gift card load it up with money, and then they knew you probably weren't getting it until Christmas. So sometime between the day that you bought it and, you know, today, they went in there, they logged in with having the, the two pieces of information you need, which is the number on the front of the card and the PIN number on the back of the card, which for most gift cards, you have to scratch off. So that's why you want to be careful to make sure you're not buying any that have that already scratched off. But they take those two bits of information, they type it into the computer, they log in, they see how much is on there, then they can go and they can buy something utilizing just that information. That's all they need. It's the equivalent of having your credit card number and the CVV code on the back. Except they don't need a zip code because it's a gift card. So they just need those two little bits of information. They can go to walmart.com and they can buy whatever they want with that gift card. Or if it's an Amazon card, they can go to Amazon, buy whatever they want. They have it shipped to, to under fake names. They have it shipped to like the Amazon locker or something so that they don't have to have it delivered to their house. And then they've basically drained all the funds off your card 
for goods that then they'll take and resell. So don't wait around and assume that the value that's on your card is on there, especially if the card looks like it might have been, you know, manipulated in some way. That wasn't grandma that was scratching off the foil on the back to find out what the pin code is. Although the salespeople do have to do that sometimes to enter that in when they sell the card. So you might have gotten one that has that scratched off. All the more reason to go to that website on the back of the card or the phone number on the back of the card and check what the value is on that gift card. The problem is, is if that happened, you know, the stores are not under any obligation to give you the value of the card. But a lot of stores are, are right. What's the word I'm looking for? Cognizant of the fact that this is happening and are working with people to try to give them some of the money, if not all. So it's not a total lost cause, but it's going to be a pain in the neck. Make sure you check. That's why my mom was like, nope, I'm just going to give you a cash instead of a gift card. Normally she gives gift cards, but this year she said she was too worried about it. She saw too much of it happening at Walmart. So she was going to say, you know what? I'm just going to give cash. And I went, I gave a gift card to my son and I made sure that I got one where, you know, normally I might give him this one or that one or whatever. I went and I made sure I got one that was completely sealed in the package. I took it from the middle of the the shelf so that there was less of a chance that somebody had actually put their hands on it. And I tried to do as much as I could to protect them on that. So uh, double check those cards. All right. I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Um. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 